Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Jews answered Jesus, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? These words come at the end of a long conversation between Jesus and the Jewish leaders. It takes place during one of the three great Jewish feasts every year, the Feast of Tabernacles. So Jerusalem was bursting at the seams. There were throngs of people there. Jesus was teaching in the temple courts. And so the Jewish leaders used this opportunity to try to discredit him before the people. Are we not right? in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon. I used to chuckle at those words. Because what was Jesus supposed to say? Yeah, you're right. I got a demon. You got me. So what's the point? What are the Jewish leaders saying with these words? Well, they're not just saying that Jesus is crazy or that he's a few cards short of a full deck. Because to have a demon is a serious thing. Such people were powerful and destructive and caused great harm both to themselves and the people around them. Having a demon was the invisible taking control of the visible. Another world breaking into this one and not for good. So by saying Jesus has a demon, what they were saying is this. Jesus is evil. What he says is evil. What he does is evil. He is dangerous to our society. He cannot be tolerated. You, Jesus, must be removed from our society, whatever it takes. The eerie thing is, that sounds an awful lot like what many people are saying today. Which Jesus said would happen. If they did it to him, they would do it to you. But think about any of the hot-button issues swirling about our society today regarding men and women, or marriage, or sexuality, or gender, or abortion. States are passing laws, and if they try to limit any of these things in any way, they're being boycotted and trying to force them to change. One of the presidential candidates is now on record as saying that being pro-life is the same as being racist. It cannot be tolerated. Traditional Christian biblical morality is being called evil. And we that teach it and hold to it are evil too. We are dangerous and cannot be tolerated. A couple weeks ago, Janet was confirmed 
and Ray will be this week. And part of that right is to say that we intend to live according to the word of God and continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. Those might not be just words anymore, like they were back in the day when I said them. So what does Jesus say in response then to this accusation that he is evil and dangerous? Well, he says three things, the last of which is the most important since he marks it with his saying, truly, truly, I say to you. First, he says, I honor my father. Second, he says, I am not seeking my own glory. And third, and as I said, most important, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Now, that's quite the claim coming from a man who himself is going to see death, and not just any death, but the excruciating and humiliating death of the cross. But that is, in fact, the key to this whole thing. But first, Jesus says, he honors the Father by keeping his word. All that was written about him in the Old Testament, all that had been prophesied, Jesus is fulfilling. Especially his death on the cross for the sin of the world. Jesus honors the Father by keeping his word. And then second, he says, he is not seeking his own glory. But his death on the cross is going to show the world the glory of God. The glory of his love and mercy that you have a God who doesn't demand that you do this for him. But who does this for you. And then, because of Jesus' death and resurrection... Because the creator of life dies for his dying creation. Keeping, that is, holding on to, clinging to, treasuring, believing in his word. By that word and promise, we will not see death. Because Jesus saw it for you. And so because of him, because of his death and resurrection, joined to him in his death and then joined to him in his resurrection, we will pass through death as well. In Jesus, death is now but the gate to everlasting life. Because the truth is that the invisible is now visible. The invisible God, now visible in Jesus. And another world is breaking into this one, in Jesus, but for good, for you. So just as God created all life, giving of himself and his love, just as he appeared to Moses in the burning bush to bring his people out of slavery and give them life again, 
Just as he gave them life as he brought them out of Egypt and led them through the wilderness and the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire and fed them with manna and gave them water from a rock to drink. Just as he settled them for life in the promised land. So that same God is now in the flesh and blood of Jesus. The invisible made visible. Another world breaking into this one to do the same for them. And just as God gave his word and promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that they may have life even though they had no home. Just as he repeated those words and promises to David and Solomon to give life to his people when he settled them in their own land. And just as he spoke those words and promises through Isaiah and Jeremiah and all the prophets to give the people life even while in exile. So that same God is now in the flesh and blood of Jesus. The visible, the invisible made visible. Another world breaking into this one to do the same for you. See, that's the claim Jesus is making when he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. He is that God in the flesh. The creator in the flesh. The life giver in the flesh. And his word gives life. The word spoken, the word poured The word eaten and drunk. And keeping those words, that is clinging to those words, relying on those words, treasuring those words. You have that life God created for you. And created you for. And always intended you to have. So it may not, like Jesus, be easy. And I know it's not easy for many of you, maybe all of you. You may have a big home, a small home, or no home. You may have many and great struggles and trials. You may be attacked from doubts within and accusations from without. And maybe you're called evil too. When all you're doing is speaking the truth and trying to help. Because the Jewish leaders were right in this sense. The word that you believe, the word that you cling to, the word that you speak, the word of Jesus, that word is dangerous. It is dangerous to sin and our sinful wants and desires and our efforts to be our own gods and our own masters and do whatever we want to do. It is dangerous to the devil and his kingdom who doesn't want you to know the truth, who doesn't want you to live, but to die with him forever. And it is dangerous to a world that has been marinating in sin for a very long time and so is no longer able to see things as they really are. Like when you've been in a really dark place for a while and then suddenly a bright light is turned on. It hurts and it blinds. 
But the answer is not to turn the light off and go back into the dark, but to leave the light on, even if it hurts for a while. And that is, in fact, exactly what Jesus said of himself at this very festival. A short time before the words we heard today, he had proclaimed, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we shouldn't be surprised if we see things differently than others. If those in the dark call themselves enlightened just because their eyes are more used to the dark than others. But there's only one light of the world. There's only one light by which we can see things as they really are. Only one light by which we know good and evil. And that light is not the word of man or the wisdom of man, as great as those might be. That light is the word and wisdom of God. And the Spirit of God, who works through that word, enlightens us to see Jesus and the life he brings and gives. So when you are called evil, when what you say and think and do and believe is called evil, when you are threatened and called a Samaritan, or today that would be a phobe or a hater or a bigot, when you are considered dangerous and intolerable, what should you do? Well, two things. First, speak the truth in love, as Jesus did. Don't turn off the light and let the darkness have its way. Speak, confess the truth, as we will do in a moment in the Athanasian Creed, and as Ray will do today. For the Spirit who worked through that word in you will work through that word in others. And know that even if your worldly wealth is taken away, they cannot take away your eternal treasure. And even if they imprison you, they cannot take away the freedom you have in Christ. And even if they kill you, they cannot take away your life. For your life is eternal in Christ. All of that was signed, sealed, and delivered when Jesus rose from the dead. Which is why Jesus said, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. But then this too, when you are called evil, hear Jesus' word spoken to you. His word which tells you the truth, that you are a child of God. The truth that your sins are forgiven. The truth that what he has given you, no one can take away. The truth of what really is good and evil. The truth of here is his body and blood. 
to feed and strengthen you in this challenging and confusing world. The truth that gives you life. For that really is what Holy Trinity Sunday is all about. Life. The life of God and the God of life. Life created, life restored, life forever. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who want only life for you. Life in communion with your God. Life that comes only through his word. So hear his word. Confess his word. Live his word. And so give glory to him who has shown his mercy to us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.